Hello, welcome to the Thursday, October 15th, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Brad, today give us an update on what's going on with Shadhack or TA551. This is malware that typically arrives as a password protected zip file. And then in the email, you do get the password for this zip file. Now, once unzipped, you'll see a Word document that then, of course, turns out to be malicious. The passwords differ for each email, which of course makes it a little bit more difficult for anti-malware to take these attachments apart. And uh, encrypted zip files have actually become somewhat common in order to prevent data leakage in some organizations. Of course, if you're trying to prevent data leakage, then don't include the password in the email. But this may explain why people are falling for this and actually are opening these emails. Brad states that he sees uh, this particular campaign mostly target non-English speakers. But in his environment, uh, most of the English speakers actually fell for uh, this particular attack. Other than that, uh, the particular malware still behaves pretty much like it did back in August uh, when Pratt was uh, talking about that this one last. It opens the Word document, then it uh, retrieves additional malware from a URL that ends in .cab. This is then a DLL, uh, that's the installer, and it installs uh, more malware, which, uh, well, in this case, was Iced ID or BockBot. And then just a couple of updates for Microsoft's patch Tuesday. Saw one interesting tweet that pointed out that the two SharePoint vulnerabilities that allow remote code execution are probably actually the ones that you really should worry about in this set. And I actually tend to agree somewhat. CVE 2020-16951 as well as 16952. Now, as far as my favorite goes, the ICMP v6 vulnerability about the corrupt router advertisements. Haven't seen any proof of concept exploits yet. There's a fairly obvious fake exploit going around. It's really just meant to sort of trick script kiddies that like to basically download random proof of concept exploits. Snort or Cisco has come up with a signature for it. And it sort of confirms that this appears to be all about uh, these recursive name servers that can be added to a router advertisement. I've been playing around a little bit uh, with this today, but haven't really gotten anywhere and not really seen anything interesting, like you know, adding a lot of these recursive name servers and such. Now, one important thing to consider is that router advertisements are accepted if they're directly unicast to a victim. Some of the signatures I've seen out there, they only trigger in the case that the router advertisement is essentially, you know, broadcast to essentially multicast to all nodes. Uh, that's how they typically work. That's what typical router advertisements do. But uh, yes, they're also accepted uh, unicast. And there's now more confirmation about the vulnerability in Apple's T2 chip that can be used to flash firmware 
on a Mac and essentially install backdoors and the like. A brief video was published as of a proof of concept where they're showing that by inserting a malicious USB-C cable into a MacBook Pro, you're able to change the boot logo. That's sort of their little proof of concept uh, that they demonstrate. And the boot logo is of course stored in the EFI. And now they're also working on an the better exploit it would then install a keylogger, but that apparently has not been done at this point. Now, what isn't quite clear to me yet, and uh, it's also not that 100% clear in the video, if uh, the legitimate user has to first unlock the system. So if this is something that essentially could be exploited by, for example, giving the legitimate user a bad USB cable and then wait for the legitimate user to log in while that cable is connected. Of course, it would still be a bad vulnerability uh, because it would sort of provide persistent access uh, to the attacker. Now, the other options of that evil made attack where you basically have a powered off MacBook Pro that an attacker has uh, access to, but doesn't look like that attack scenario would work here. So lesson here for now is, well, uh, just watch what cables you connect to your MacBook Pro. There is no patch expected because the vulnerability is in hardware. And if you're using SAP's software, yes, they also had their patch Tuesday. I haven't had a chance to really look at all the details here, but a couple of critical vulnerabilities uh, just by sort of quickly browsing through that. So if you are using SAP, I hope you're already working on patching your systems. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.